enables that movement of yang of of yang chi to become wei chi at do four at um, ming men and at do fourteen, and the function of the involvement of the heart is that any movement that is made with the musculature which is involved which is informed by wei chi is in turn informed by the chi of the heart which contains the seeds of destiny i'm michael max and this is geological while out for a hike in the foothills of the front range of the Colorado Rockies, we came across two groups of gray-haired women having some kind of an argument. All I caught were the remarks of a woman wearing a white t-shirt with a rainbow on it, clearly angry, spitting out the words, well, we are all one, with the vitriol of screw you. It caught me by surprise, and beyond the obvious passive-aggressive anger, I was curious about the statement of unity being used to create separation and distance. It's clear there is a truth to we're all one in a sense, and there's the truth of namaste, bitch, you're not one of us. As is generally the case, the opposite of a great truth is not falseness, but another great truth. And this in turn bubbled up something I've been chewing on since I recently took a class on chi, blood, and fluids. Yeah. <laughs> My mind wanders in odd directions. In that class, we were talking about the human body as a unified system, but with significant divisions and distinctions. That there is not just interior and exterior, biali as we like to talk about it in Chinese medicine, but multiple places where we can understand something to be on the inside or something to be on the outside, and what's more... There is some kind of boundary that both acts to separate and communicate those differences. The boundaries at the edges, there you'll find the aggressive and the rough Wei Qi. Its, its job is to build and maintain that boundary that protects the inside from the outside. It cuts, divides, maintains a division of what's us and what's not. You could think of it as the military or a cell membrane, or a set of rules. It's the bouncer that only lets the right people into the club. It's the attitudes we carry that divide us from them. And we all have our ways of discerning us and them. Even if your job has you working in the Department of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, it is the nature of having an inside and outside to have a function that separates the two. And then there are the functions on the inside, how we harmonize the we, how we lean on the similarity that makes for an us. This is more the function of nutritive, ing chi, that which provides the resources and shares the resources, which supports the collective. It's the cohesive chi that binds together, not to create division, but instead support cohesion and unity. This is where it gets tricky, as we are made up of multiple systems, all looking to promote their own agenda. Joseph Campbell, the great mythologist, says that myth comes from the internal organs' strife and conflict with each other. 
The Ministry of Grains needs to kowtow to the Minister of Fluids, and the General of the Bloody Liver is often enough in conflict with the authority housed in the lung that's in charge of distributing chi. It's easy to imagine an image of the various officials and ministers of the organs working harmoniously, but take a look at the outside reality, and this shows us the truth of the competition that naturally arises at the boundary of any Biali relationship. The fundamentals are basic and seemingly simple, but more often than not, there's an underlying complexity once we begin to take a look. I recently got to thinking about Wei Qi, especially as we're moving into the dark of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere, and I realize that I am often enough party to discussions about Wei Qi and how we should attend to it or nourish it, but I don't have that many coherent strategies for actually doing that. What's more, the commonly used formulas that are famous for stabilizing or strengthening the exterior, in my experience, are of limited general use. In this conversation with Anne Cecil Sturman, Lori Ayers, and Mr. Zhongshen Wu, we bring together the perspectives of an acupuncturist, an herbalist, and a Qigong practitioner. The intention here is to see how experienced clinicians from these three disciplines within East Asian medicine consider the Wei Qi and its use in clinical work. These conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Worried that an EMR is too complex for you? Jane has friendly and knowledgeable support. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Are you concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, Ancestral Sturman offers up a sinew treatment, and the folks at Blue Poppy have something special to share as well. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. I don't know about you, but sometimes I take a step back and marvel at my acupuncture needles. I mean, they're the world's simplest medical tool, a sharpened wire and a handle. That's it. And with this simple tool, hundreds of health conditions can be resolved. I love it. What I didn't love was the amount of packaging waste I generated at the end of the day. But that has now changed too. Ever since I switched to AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles, I reduced my packaging waste by 90%. Not only are they a great needle, but the folks at AccuFast plant a tree for every two boxes of needles I use in the clinic. By switching to AccuFast Needles, you'll be helping patients, planting trees, and joining a community of practitioners changing the world. Like our simple needle, being a part of the solution, it's simple too. Visit AccuFastNeedles.com slash Geological to learn how. Hi folks, I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit Mayway.com to find the perfect Ponsar brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. 
Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies. As we welcome the month of May, our focus is on women's health. Our newsletter articles and podcast episodes this month will highlight different aspects and unique challenges women face. So subscribe or tune in. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our women's health formulas this month. Just visit Mayway.com. This season and every season, trust Mayway Herbs for your health and wellness needs. And thank you for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. I love how technology can help to automate my office. And I want to share with you my favorite tool for doing so, Jane. Jane is a clinic management software in EMR with a human touch. Whether you're switching your software or going paperless for the first time, the Jane team knows that the onboarding process can feel a little overwhelming. That's why with Jane, you don't just get software, you get a whole team. Included in every Jane subscription is their award-winning customer support available by phone, email, and chat whenever you need it, even Saturdays. You can also book a free account setup consultation to review your account and ensure you feel confident about going live. If you're interested in making the switch to Jane, head to jane.app/switch to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. And be sure to mention the code CHEOLOGICAL at the time of sign-up for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Listen into this discussion of Wei Qi, its source, cultivation, and connections with the Yang, Zheng, fluids, and heart. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this special geological panel on Wei Qi. You know, <clears throat> we learn in school that the Wei Qi, it's a, it's a fierce Qi. It's rough. It's coarse. It flows on the outside of the channels, and it's, it's protective of the exterior, that it functions properly and best, actually, when it's connected to the Ying Qi. And, you know, there's formulas that we have, like your Ping Fang San, that are said to strengthen the exterior. But as any herbalist will tell you, it's a certain kind of damp person that that works for, right? Yin deficient people, you want to be careful with that. And my experience in our medicine is that often we have these little sayings about how things work, but often enough we're lacking in the specifics. So we can say something like tonify the Wei Qi, but leave out the details of for whom and when we do that. And I've also found in my time practicing that there are things that I think I understand, but as time goes on, or if somebody asks me more specifically, I realize that I'm missing a lot. This is something that I don't understand. And I was having a conversation the other day with a friend about Wei Qi, and it was one of those gobsmacked moments of, oh my God, I actually don't understand this very well. And I would like to know it better. And I feel extremely fortunate that I've got this podcast because I can reach out to so many people and say, hey, I'd love to chat with you a bit about Wei Qi. And so today I am so delighted to bring you Ann Cecil Sturman, Lauriers and Master Wu to have a conversation from three different perspectives, the perspectives of acupuncture with Anne, herbalism with Laurie, and with Master Wu to talk about it from the side of Qigong and cultivation. I'm hoping that we can 
somehow in this conversation triangulate in on and, and and perhaps understand something about the way that might help us in our practices and might help us with our patients. So I'd love to have each of you introduce yourself just briefly who you are and where you are. This is actually an international conversation, a little bit about your background and um, maybe a, a moment in your experience where you got a glimpse of the way Chi in a way where, you know, it kind of made you think like, oh, maybe this is what they're talking about when they're talking about Wei Chi or, oh, I think this is a, a Wei Chi kind of thing. And, you know, something that illuminated your understanding. And uh, Lori, I'd love to start with you. Yeah. So um, thank you, Max. Yes, I'm Lori Ayers. I'm a herbalist based in London. Um, I practice exclusively um, Shanghai Lun based herbal medicine, um, specifically the Tian, Tian Zhang lineage of uh, herbal medicine, which is currently um, the current lineage holder is my teacher, Dr. Anna Vaslois, who lives in New Orleans. A bit about my background. I mean, I, I don't really have one. <laughs> I started, uh, started studying Chinese medicine when I was 19. So I kind of finished school, finished my A-levels, didn't really know what I wanted to do at uni and stumbled into, into Chinese medicine and just went through sort of regular TCM college at the time. Um, originally wanted to just study Tweedar. That's what I was kind of interested in. But then I thought I may as well study acupuncture. And then towards the end of it, um, decided I'd add herbs to the mix. Because in England, generally, you learn everything separately, which I think is very different to, say, the States or Australia or so on. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd start to learn herbal medicine. And towards the end of my herbal medicine studies, I started just reading the Shanghai myself. And I could kind of see there was something in there that was different to what I'd learned at regular Chinese medicine colleges, what I felt was kind of missing from there, an understanding of the mechanism of the um, the body, which I felt was kind of, I wasn't really getting from my regular training. And at that time, I also came into contact with the, my teacher, Arno. Um, and basically from that moment on, which I think was about roughly 15 years ago, I've basically just been studying pretty exclusively with him in the in the Tian lineage of Shanghai Lun. So um, as a lot of people will probably be aware. Um, the Shanghai Lun is kind of famous for its uh, its use in, in externally contracted diseases. I mean, again, that's not actually what it's exclusively intended for. It was originally the Shanghai Zabing Lun, so the treatise on cold damage and complex disease. So it's basically a complete system of herbal medicine which allows you to treat externally contracted disease and again not just cold or wind but any one of the six chi so wind cold dampness dryness heat summer heat um and then also internally engendered complex disease so yeah i mean it's this idea of wei chi is something which you come into contact with a lot in the shanghai Lun. and actually it's something which i think very early on in my studies in the shanghai Lun, you um you start to realize its importance and how it fits into the sort of greater greater scheme of physiology. So it's, yeah, it's just basically a very, very important aspect of what I do, especially understanding you know, the guiding formulas of the Shankalun once it's known for things like Guajitang, especially Mahuangtang and so on, are very much concerned with the exterior, the maintenance of the physiology of the exterior and body temperature, surface body temperature, all of which is part of 
the, the functions of Weiji. Yeah, so I don't know if there was a specific moment as such where yeah, the importance became clear, but just through time, just studying the Shank and Lin, um, especially that, that perspective starting with external contraction and diseases progressing inwards, just the importance of Weiji, the importance of deregulation of surface physiology becomes very, very important. Okay, great. Thank you. That's helpful. Master Wu, what about you? Me? <laughs> yeah, my name is Zhong Shen Wu. Uh... Hi, origin from China, uh, grew up from a fishing village. The time was a remote area of China's. No electricity, no pipe water, no bike, neither. Get out of the village, climb over the mountain out. <laughs> the other side is Pacific Ocean. <laughs> so that's the place I grew up and I just had that interesting when I was little, just had excitement about those mystical culture and see the local shamans cheat a patient can use a needle. One of my neighbor, I have had a strong memory, like, oh, the stomach pain rolling on the bed, go quick, get that local shaman came, some needle sticking in few minutes, it seems okay. Kind of like fantastic and then sometimes Oh, uh, your fishing village kids, you know, not like American fishing, no bone. You got to stop by the piece of fish meat. We grew up, whole fish head to bone. You can give me any kind of fish I toss in my mouth, the head, I can speak out bone clearly without meat that we chained from when, <laughs> when we are little. So, of course, oh, the bones stick on the throat. So, what do we do? Go to local shaman, some chanting, talisman. Oh, seems works. So that's kind of interesting. The time when I was little involved, study, observe, learn, and then, you know, kids, uh, the herb like when I was little, uh, a lot of things I was sometimes in school, like why? Just not like sit there, read the textbook. That's what I learned a lot of herbs when I was little, like local shaman. Say, so, well, oh, kids go pick up something. You just go pick up for those people. Then you know you know which patient they ask you what kind of herb you pick. You just know. That's the how a lot of herbs I learned when I was even before school, before seven years old. So that's my memory of the time. I kind of, but I just had a little hobby, you know, making growth there, cheap on cultivation, martial arts, regular education was an engineer. I went to university. At the time I was lucky enough to pass the exam, went to university in Xi'an. I actually left my hometown when I was 15. When I was 15, the time I went to boarding school in the city, first time I went to city, and I studied Qigong when I was in university Actually, time. just my hobby. I never went to Chinese medicine school or study anything med about medicine. Never thought about this will be my Profession, <laughs> Qigong and martial arts masters, they are professional Chinese medicine doctors or the older, older school doctors. At what point did it go from being a hobby to being what you do? So that's the next point. So that's the part I have been like just learning Chinese medicine. And then the time uh, I was an engineer, I was still continuing teaching Qigong. I realized I could help people recover quick. 
and the herbal medicine formula are, you know. Uh, I, hope I also give in China at the time, there's no such licensing. Like needle acupuncture herb, I still use it here, help people work well after having my visit to my hometown. Actually, it was a Hannah for Hoff uh, from the States. He had a summer program in the 90s, brought China, kind of like a help his summer program teaching. Then later, he wanted to develop the Chinese medicine program, incorporated a lot of my teachings in in the program, help develop the program. So he invited me, came over, then got work visa for me. So I quit my engineer job. Okay, I can quit my job. Came to United States was 2001. So I left my job in China, came to United States in Portland, Oregon. Changed one kind of engineering for a different kind of engineering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And what about you? What uh, Tell us a little bit about your background, what brings you to this, and, and, and an experience with the Wei Qi that might have been illuminating. Well, the Wei Qi was utterly fascinating to me when I first heard about it. And um, my teacher, Dr. Jeffrey Yuen, begins his teaching really talking about Wei Qi as being a, a, a qi that is defending the interior and the smooth muscle, and it from there is spawned um, a lot of discussion. And so it was always a, a, a primary feature. But as far as, um, I guess, the first treatment I ever did on the sinew channels, which are the conduits of Wei Qi, in, in acupuncture, through an acupuncture lens, um, I was treating a, a woman with a, a really advanced scoliosis and and I was in the school clinic and I was trying this sinew channel treatment protocol out and um, the spine shifted to such a degree that everyone my fellow students around me just I had to bring them in to see it and it was quite astonishing to see that the that acupuncture can engage Wei Qi and shift it and so I guess if you're looking for an experience, it would be the first experience with it. Oh, that's quite profound. And, you know, so often I think we think of Wei Qi as, as a defensive kind of Qi. It's what protects us or maybe keeps microbes or pathogens or wind or damp or whatever away. But the way is also about the exterior. And I heard you just talk about sinew channels and the way. And, and when I think about something like the spine, that's kind of an exterior portion of the body in a way. Well, you know, what you're going to find in this conversation with, with Master Wu and, and Laurie is you're going to get three different views of Wei Qi and all of them are valid and true, but there's no contradiction between what each of us is going to say. It's just putting it through a different lens. So Wei Qi viewed through an acupuncture lens sounds different to the listener than Wei Qi viewed through the herbal lens or Wei Qi viewed through the um, the Qigong Tai Chi lens. And so really what you're, what you're doing is, you know, you're assembling a kind of, um, well, very intelligently curated collection of views. Well, that's exactly the intention of our time together today, that uh, something 
like Wei Qi, it's it's a big topic. And I don't know about you guys, and I don't know about, about the listeners out there, but so often I, I find, and I don't know if this is just me personally or if it's kind of a human trait, I like to try to find an answer and nail things down. Then I feel like good, I understand good luck. it. Yeah, good yeah luck, well, Michael. exactly. Good luck with that. <laughs> because what I found is more enlivening questions or more broad points of view tend to be more helpful than nailing down a specific answer. Well, Master, we might like to answer that because I don't claim to be an expert in Taoism, but is is not the Taoist view that there is no truth that can be nailed down? Yeah, for my experience at the time, you know, people after I moved, actually, after I moved to the States, I heard more students ask about which she and when I was in China's time, seems uh, we like really don't didn't pay attention to that too much. Like uh, I barely heard my masters talk about that part, you know, when they work with patients at the time. And then I started also think about what that witch about protecting everyone talk about, you know, the way then you look the way, yeah, is a protect, defense, guardian. And then you look at the words for the, the medicine itself, and even modern modern uh, the West medicine, the way, you know, when we were uh, in the school time, the study is a basic like uh, uh, biology part, huh? Chinese words, the way, the usage for life could weaken. You know, you are dirty, Get yourself. When we grew up, times there's no such thing. Uh, wash your hands. Kids come home. We play outside. Drink the water from stream. Come home here hungry. What's in the in the cabinet? Grab something. Tossing. Here's dirty hands. There's no such thing. Then uh, later after high school, people talk about the school education. Wisdom, wisdom, no wisdom means you. So it's a way not to protect your life. So this is a dirty virus will get you. You need to protect your life. We need to be clean. He has all the antivirus systems. Now what we are doing, coronavirus is always about wisdom, protect your life. And then you look- right. at meaning, meaning hygiene, meaning cleanliness. Right. So then you look at the ways, actually the, uh, the whole cultivation, the, all the tradition Taoist, Taoist culture includes the Yijing or whatever the astrology. They all talk about what's the Yijing? Sung Sung Wei Zi. Give birth to life, protect life. That's the Yijing. Oh, it's all about life. Protect. So, how to protect that way? Defense, guardian. Then, what's that Qi? You know, when from from Qigong perspective, you know, we have the external Qi, internal Qi. External Qi is way Qi protect. Internal is Yin Qi or Zhong Qi, whatever, you know, the part. Then you look at what's the differentiation? Just what you see. Sometimes I give the example, you know, uh, just like the people you move around. How I was in Oregon, I'm Oregonian. Moved to New York, became New Yorker. You see in person, the chi, the same chi inside is called the internal chi, outside the external chi. 
is one qi, not a two qi, just you give the different name. So that's the part. And then how to protect is not about how to defense. That's sometimes I use martial arts part. That. It's not about training how to defense, guarding yourself, how to train your own skills. The internal part needs to be strong. So that's how Chinese medicine emphasizes if you have the within your body, there's no evil qi could invade you. You don't need to worry about your, your wei qi. Your wei qi will be strong. Internal, so first need to put, build up the internal systems. External will be strong. Just like martial arts wei training. You have a good skill, doesn't matter what other people use their technique. You the same can deal with them. One is deal with everything. So that's what we choose the the method is in the cultivation perspective, the qigong perspective, build up your zheng qi, that's it. It doesn't matter what kind of diseases. I don't need to have the different way qi to defense on different diseases. Master Wu, I, I, I appreciate this perspective. So often here in the West, maybe because we're so used to the idea of an immune system and we're thinking about the outside, we think we have to protect something on the outside or we have to do something on the outside. Right when COVID first came around, everyone's talking about, well, we got to boost the immunity. Right. And I hear you talking about something, Chinese medicine idea. We don't have this in, right. in conventional Western medicine, the idea of the zheng qi, right? That upright internal qi, it's on the inside. It's not about taking care of the outsideness. Well, it's not about only the outside. It's about what comes from the inside. And, and Lori, I'm wondering, from your herbal perspective, your thoughts about the way in the Zheng, and are there connections that you see from your side? Um, yeah, so I'll sort of preface this by agreeing with what Anne said, that we are all coming from different perspectives, and something which happened in Chinese medicine relatively recently in its history is that everything was kind of lumped together. So acupuncture theory, herbal theory is all kind of lumped together, which wasn't what how how Chinese medicine was originally intended. You know, acupuncture, herbal medicine were different streams, qigong as well as different streams. So we will all have very different perspectives. And as a herbalist, it's definitely we definitely delve into theory very, very deeply and want very, very clear, cohesive theory, because we don't use the influence for ourselves, you know, as an acupuncturist or a Qigong practitioner would to to influence treatment. That's left to the herbs. So we have to understand very, very well how to apply those herbs. So we want that really cohesive theory. And then also, yeah, I've gone to also mirror what Master Wu said, that there aren't different kinds of qi. It is just, it's qi fulfilling different functions, you know. So the way we would kind of understand Wei Qi, and as you said, you know, the, the, the kind of relationship between Wei Qi and Zeng Qi. Um, best way, I think, to approach this, first thing is from a classical perspective, we're not looking at external pathogens affecting the body. That's a very modern view. We're, we're looking at the external climate having an influence body. So when you talk about cold, wind, or so on, these are the six atmospheric Qi they're not physical pathogens as such. It's just the makeup of the climate. And when it is too much for your body to adapt to, that's when you start to become sick. And even at that point, for example, cold doesn't enter the body. Cold deregulates your surface body function. And then from that, any pathological cascade which happens is only your body 
function deregulating and unable to regain function. So we're not looking at things entering the body from a classical perspective. We're just looking at the maintenance of body function. And from that perspective, we would see Wei Qi or defensive Qi, protective, whatever you want to call it. We would basically see it as the warmth that emanates from the blood. And this comes down to, you know, the idea in Zitlin Shu 18, when it talks about, um, you know, Tai Yang is concerned with protecting the exterior or, or controlling the exterior, tie in with controlling the interior. And then it talks about protective being built from the lower because that's part of the tie yang confirmation. The tie confirmation is the most yang confirmation. It's when the body's able to manifest the most yang at its surface. And that's what it means when it said that tie yang opens. It's the biggest opening of yang, the biggest manifestation of yang in the body at the surface. It's also said that tie yang is rich in blood. So what that means is tie yang, proper functional tie yang, is the, the circulation of abundant warm blood below the surface. And the warmth which radiates from that blood is basically then your protective. And that's why I said protective circulates outside the vessels, because it is the warmth which radiates from blood and then is trapped in the body hairs around your surface. So then that's why, you know, it says also that wind damage is protective, because what happens when you get a wind strike is that wind hits your surface and disperses that layer of warm air. So you've basically blown away the warm air around your surface and your body has to attempt to rewarm the surface by creating fever, by pumping more warm blood to the surface. And that's basically what a fever is. It's the body's response to any damage to surface body temperature. And then it's an attempt to shift warm blood to the surface to then actually rectify that body temperature. So when we talk about, coming back to your question about the relationship between, say, Zheng Qi and Wei Qi, for a start, I kind of, again, I never really use the term Zheng Qi. It's just not something I, I kind of use. We'd just basically see it as yang. You know, we'd see that as your body's yang. And when we look at blood, classically, we look at blood from both functional and material perspective. So if we had to compare qi and blood from a functional perspective, blood is more yang, qi is more yin, because blood is the red, warm liquid, which ascends to warm all areas of the body. And you see this in Su Wen chapter three, where it says that um, of the yang qi, the rarefied nourishes the shen, and the supple nourishes the tendons. So what nourishes the tendons is blood. So we see blood as liquid yang, that thick type of liquid which is able to carry yang to the surface of the body. So then we basically see strong zheng qi, strong upright qi as basically strong yang. And coming back to what Master Wu said, again, there aren't separate qi. You don't need to worry about tonifying your wei qi specifically. What you need to do is build your yang on the interior. And it's that yang, when that's strong, that's able to radiate out to the surface and support correct surface body temperature, which makes you resistant to external atmospheric challenges. Hello everyone, Anne Cecil Sturman here. A working knowledge of the eight extraordinary channels from the unbroken oral tradition of acupuncture is valuable beyond words. The power of these channels is tremendous if the practitioner has well-integrated diagnostic, theoretical and practical skill. You'll be familiar with Dumai, the governor channel or the sea of yang, the primal reservoir of yang, which ultimately finances all movement and growth. But this channel also governs the ability to self-determine. The psycho-emotional presentation of your patients can be matched to a classical activation of this channel, clearing impedance in the free flow of yang qi to body, mind and spirit. I'd like to share with you the marvelous potency of the Do channel in a full-length live treatment video from the seminar I taught last year in Melbourne, Australia. 
It's at ancestalsturman.com forward slash sinews2024. Click on the jump to free teaching button or see the link on my Instagram page at ancestalsturman. Thanks, Michael. Back to you. Wow. Okay. I, I just have to put a pin in this one thing. Two things, actually. First of all, blood as liquid yang. Mm. That's the first time I've heard that. Kind of blew my mind here. I can't say I understand it at this point, but, you, you know, it's one of these things where, oh, hmm, let me investigate that more in my practice. There's something about that that resonates. It just strikes something in me. Blood is liquid yang. It's got the heat. It's got the fire. And the other thing that you said, again, it, it, it kind of it, it flips everything on its upside down from what we learned in school. Blood is more yang. Chi is more yin. Okay, that's not what we learned in school. But again, what might we see if we peer through that lens? So thank you. That's... That's a, that's that's something wonderful to take away and and take a look. So I'll just say, sorry, just from a from a functional perspective, from the the perspective of the functions mm -hmm. they perform, blood is more yang, chi is more yin. From a material perspective, you would say blood is more yin, chi is more yang. So I'll just uh, okay. Yeah. So we're differentiating function and matter and uh, and matter. Very helpful. Thank you. And what are your thoughts on this? Well, through um. Through my training, we see things a little bit differently, but it doesn't mean that it's not valid, it, that nothing else is valid. Let me say that again. What's interesting about these discussions, and I think what's important about them, is that you could have any view at all. You could view any substance any way you like. When you're actually in the treatment room, or writing your herbal prescription, it's not about the knowledge that you've accrued anyway. It's about the intention that you exact in that space. So you could have you, you could have no knowledge at all and still heal by intention. So I just want you know, as I speak, um, my piece about the the acupuncture lens, it's. I really want the listener to understand that it doesn't matter that the views are different. All that matters is where they have their intention in treatment. And I absolutely love the way that, that Master Wu described it. He said, well, you know, you don't have to call it Wei Chi, it's just Chi. <laughs> you, you, you're calling it Wei Chi because you want to describe that aspect of the function. And when you tie that to what Laurie was saying, about um, the root of of Zheng Qi being young, through the um, at least the Jade Purity Sect tradition, Wei Qi is seen to be derived from kidney yang. So now, now I'm dividing it up too into names, but um, in that tradition, kidney yang is seen to be the the root of all yang chi and all yang manifestation. And as the body releases kidney yang up the spine to become wei chi, it exits the spine at do four and, and do 14 
at which point that yang chi, that kidney yang chi, becomes wei chi. And the wei chi is very, um, it's all, it almost has an ethereal quality to it, and it infuses the musculature, the sinews, the and the smooth muscle as well. So smooth muscle is present in the heart, the small intestine, actually the entire gut, the entire gastrointestinal tract, all that smooth muscle there. The uterus is smooth muscle, the bladder. Anywhere where there's involuntary muscular movement, you have Wei Qi present because Wei Qi doesn't have intelligence. It reacts and it operates in order to move the being forward in time. And there's an, another sort of magical function to Wei Qi, and that is that as it emanates from the surface of the body, it acts as a a transmitter receiver in a way. I think that's complicated by a triple heater, but it's Wei Qi that allows us to send our intention and it's Wei Qi that allows us to capture information or, or capture the, a sense of the environment. So it's a, it's a very, um, it's, like, it's almost like an ethereal presence. I had a guest on the podcast a while back who talked about the Wei Qi as a kind of sensing organ, way out at the periphery, like an early warning sensing system. Senses before your skin senses. Right, and it's connected to kidney yang for that reason. If there's something, like as, as Laurie was saying, sense the environment and, and say we are in a cold environment and we sense it coming, we sense the storm coming, we sense the cold front coming, whatever it is, and we intuit without even thinking, we know that we should move inside or move to shelter. And it's that kidney yang, the origin of Wei Qi, that enables that movement to happen. So Wei Qi senses, and then it's feedback to its origin, yang Qi, creates the impetus to move away from that perceived danger but I, I like I keep on going back to what Master Wu was saying about about it all being one chi and you know that's the ultimate truth that we're beings in a world in a seamless sense we are beings in a world in a seamless state at at a particular level at a, at a particular perspective so often the people that come to see us in our clinic are bringing in one part, one part that's having some difficulties. And for me as a practitioner, maybe I just need to do more Qigong and, and see the unity in things. But for me as a practitioner, I'm often looking at, okay, what is this part that is having trouble and how's it connected to everything else? In fact, how's it connected to the resources that can heal it? And so I, I think there's something to being able to name the parts and at the same time, have a sense of that unity. Yes, and, and that being able to name the parts enables your thinking mind to construct a treatment that that makes sense. Yes, that's the purpose of that. That your your the, the human mind can wrap itself around a diagnosis and construct a treatment, but behind that. The being that is the practitioner is really just communicating to the being that is the patient 
that all is well. Okay, so this this gets into an interesting area, especially because so often for our patients, all is not well. And often mm -hmm. for us as practitioners, all is not well. Good grief, we have people coming into us multiple times a day, bringing us troubles. Well, that's a question for Master Wu. He'll be able to tell you yeah, about Master that. Yeah, Master Wu, let's, let's, hear, let's hear about that. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts. I think the interesting, everyone uh, have the interesting thoughts about uh, the topic. So kind of like uh, interesting for myself also. Now I kind of look back when I was in a, in my early 20s, more like fighting, mm, this is right, this is wrong. And now in this age, I'm listening everyone, mm, seems interesting, all have this special part contributed to the concept, uh, you know, the, uh, the way of the practice and the, the philosophy and the principle part, you know, we judge from the different viewpoint to see the things. And that's the, back to the blood, chi and the blood as a whole concept in you know, as a uh, body and uh, function, kind of interesting, like we, from the eating prediction perspective, the one famous line I often cited, yin yang sui ni fan fu bian qian, xu wan qian feng yun, xu yi li ye guan zi, means yin yang sui ni, yin yang, swing, go this way or go reverse way, they always change back force, fan fu means back force, endless, create countless of phenomena and objects. So one shang, 10,000 of phenomena. But you understand one principle, you understand that one doesn't matter what's the that yin and yang, what's that phenomenon out there? So that's an interesting part of, you know, when it's the chi and the blood, the body, yin yang, that makes sense to me also. Like you go back to the Chinese medicine, you know, it's very common when you learn the, uh, the organs, say for example, like a spleen, yin or yong yang, the typical, what's the spleen? Spleen body is yin, but what's the spleen function? Yang. Ting or yung yang, so body is yin, but need a function in the yang, need ascending the qi. So body is yin, so the yin yang is there. So that's why we learn yin yang always, yin within yang, yang within, it's a pattern yin yang always in the two eyes together, it's not separate, so it's a one. So yang within yin, yin within yang, so it depends on which angle you to see the, the condition. Saying the back the way qi, the protect qi, like Laura said, you know, the kni yang is the root of the origin of the which also makes sense, you know, you metal give birth water, and the kni is the root of the prenatal life. That's all about that what we cultivation with and protect your qi, protect your life, preserve your life. What we preserve about, always about kni. <laughs> So that's when we do music, play, chain my chain, this will click the little finger, the forbidden finger, that's forbidden what? That's your kidney, kidney energy, that's represents the kidney. So that's the whole interesting, like we're using a daily practice art, that's the part, the whole connections about you have the preserve and 
once you have the strong preserved reservoir within, you don't need to worry about outside. They all connect with the whole external thing. So the one part I want to share, one story is interesting. You know, people always try to looking for excuse. What's external? What's other people cause the problem on me? What's the why is weather changing cause? What kind of poison food I eat cause all the disease come to you try to looking for help, but they often forget why I got it, why other people didn't get it. And you know, as a whole, when I was little, I remember the countryside, my brother two years older than me in school. I was always every week, fever, cough, and I, my memory very strong, few years, Sinus always there, always can't breathe well. I thought that maybe that's how everyone like this. Hard to breathe in my nose, always a block. And always every week, like fever, a few days, oh, getting better. And my brother, same bed, same food, same school. He never ever get fever, never ever get cold. And winter time, my hometown, cold winter, we don't have, we didn't have heat and freezing cold. He will like just wear a t-shirt, winter ran out, snow play. I will no way, oh, several layers and I will get sick. He would never get sick. I remember he first time get sick was when he was 14 years old. I told, told him how to swallow the pill. He like just couldn't swallow. Whole life never taking pill. That's my strong memory. And you know that why? Because he said, just have that strong build up, born with that lucky body. I was just born with that unlucky body. And I slow my cultivation change. Now I'm my body much better than him because I built up my Zheng Qi, but he tried to consume his prenatal life, the kidney Qi, and I'm built up more. So that's a different, you know, the way you can deal with it. And that's the that's the that's the what the same thing with the coronavirus thing. You know, we always okay, scared out in Sweden. Like you just have If I tell what's going on life in Sweden, you know, a lot of people like we out of your imagination. Like since coronavirus, never I never wear mask because they don't have the request. Public place I go to shopping all the time. Bus to Nabona. And we don't worry about it. Like my daughter's school, okay, here's teacher. Yeah, we have the one coronavirus page and watching your kids. If we have any sickness, don't send them in. Everybody happy, joy their life. But we have the certain rule we follow, but we didn't like so freak out. Like we still, so one part I appreciate in Sweden. Enjoy the life. We still respect others. We have that certain, certain you know, the rules. Follow the expert guidance. We don't go crazy, but we don't need to freak out. Like oh, the thing. Think about it. The coronavirus. Just one of those viruses in Germany history. How many similar coronavirus have been going on through thousands of years? How people human beings deal with it. You have to build your own immune system, make yourself strong. And just like when, just, just as a whole situation like that, you know, that you 
have to like, okay, the time, how to make yourself strong instead of how to fight back. <laughs> you know, the way we just have a different way to think and a different way to deal with things. Everyone have their opinion, have their own way of life. The important part I always say works. That's more important. Whatever your philosophy, your principle, your knowledge, put it in the clinic, patient come to you, help them, works. That's, that's only what we want to see. Didn't work, that means all wrong. That's what I always evaluate is right or wrong. Go clinic, check the result, worked well, everything is perfect. Didn't work means always wrong. Doesn't matter which expert, which doctor, which school, which famous. <laughs> People said that, you know, but that's the, the, what we check by the end. So that's the... Yes, our, our practices, they're based on clinical results. And, and so often there's many people they'd like to see, well, show us the Western research that shows that this is effective. Well, it, it doesn't lend itself quite as easily to our work. Every patient is an N of one study and the clinical results, they give us clear feedback if we are treating in a clear coherent fashion we'll get clear we'll get clear feedback Lori, I'm, I'm wondering from the herbal side your thoughts on on the, the cultivation of the interior as a way of of strengthening the exterior as a way of of, of having the body be anti-pathogenic so to speak now i know there, like I mentioned earlier in the sh in the conversation, formulas like you ping fang san, which many of us learn early on in pri uh, in schooling, that it's good for the wei qi. But I, I mean, I know I had a very very adverse reaction to taking that myself, being somewhat indeficient. That caused me big problems. I learned a lot about when not to use you ping fang san. I'm not here to talk about you ping fang san, other than to to say there's some ideas that we have about how herbs might work. I'd love to get your perspective from your uh, unique Shanghan Lun study that you've done on ways of, of strengthening the interior, much in the way that Master Wu has been talking. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are also a few things, because if, if we're talking about how we view things, you know, differing views just from what kind of Anne and Master Wu were saying, there are a few differences in the way that our lineage understands um, theory as well, which kind of leads into that quite nicely. Because if we look at maybe, you know, look at the, the you know, the most known formula of the Shanghai which is Guajitang, which is a good way of, of uh, kind of bridging into the subject you've talked about. So one of the things I'll say is that like, this maybe is a bit of a difference between the sort of classical school that I practice and maybe the, the theories that Anne and Master would talk about, which unless I'm misunderstanding them, but we would, from a classical perspective, we wouldn't understand the kidneys as a source of yang for the body. That's something that came much later. Classically, the heart is understood as a source of yang for the body. So the fire element is understood as the source of fire for the body. And you see, you know, a number of references throughout the Wen. but for example, chapter 10, is it nine or 10? I always forget, but where it says the heart is the base of life, it is Tai Yang within Yang, it's the biggest Yang within Yang, which then leads into the idea of the generation of Wei Qi from the blood, because the heart is part of the Shangyin confirmation, which is that fire water balance. You know, that's because as soon as you put the source of Yang on kidneys, you kind of step out of a five element model, um, which is kind of fine if your theory is fully cohesive. 
in that sense, that leads through to your treatment. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different view. But that's, like I said, that's something which comes much later as people step out of the five-element model. But classically, we look at five elements and six confirmations. So when we look at the generation of Weichi, we look, as you know, as I said before, that is produced from the strong, warm blood, the manifestation of warm blood below the surface of the Taiyang confirmation. And the, the Zhongqi, the balancing qi within the Taiyang confirmation, because Taiyang is cold water of the north, the balancing qi within that Taiyang time confirmation is the imperial the Shaoyin imperial fire of the south and that's important imperial fire of the south which again is the fire element the kidneys of the north the imperial fire the source of yang comes from the south so it's actually the heart that warms the small intestine it's paired organ within taiyang and that's where the kidneys get their yang from from a classical perspective warm blood is forced down the descending aorta into the small intestine the lower and then it's the small intestine which is the fire organ below earth inside water that supplies the yang for the lower jiao. And that's what later became known as Mingmen. Because again, if you Mingmen theory is a Qigong theory, which is very useful from a Qigong perspective. But from a medical perspective, that doesn't, again, fit in with Zhangfu theory because classical Zhangfu theory is just five element theory. So again, if you start to use Mingmen theory, you're stepping outside five element theory, but you're adding an extra organ, which physically isn't actually there. So what became known as Ming Men is actually all the functions fulfilled by the small intestine. And small intestine is what provides that Shaoyin imperial fire to the Taiyan confirmation to warm the bladder and then circulate warm blood below the surface. So to come back to your question about kind of internal cultivation, if you like, this is where Guajitang comes in as a very good example, because we often see Guajitang as a surface formula, which it actually isn't. Like we can use the statement that Guajitang balances protective and nutritive. To extend that, say, Guizhang balances qi and blood, balances yin and yang. Because if we see yang and blood generating protective from a functional perspective, again, if we come back to the idea of blood as yang functionally, first thing is we're warm-blooded creatures. That's, that's one fundamental thing which we need to remember. The purpose of blood is that blood is a very, very thick, turbid liquid. And the more turbid a liquid is, the more it can hold warmth in it. If you imagine you know, a thick soup versus water, if you boil both of them, the thick soup will stay warm longer because it's much more turbid. And you see in the Neijing, it says, which blood is the most turbid? It says the Han Taiyang small intestine is the most turbid. So that shows it's the most turbid blood to be able to hold on to the maximum amount of yang. And it's that blood which basically keeps your solid organs warm. Now, when your blood is abundant on the interior, it can start to radiate that warmth out. It can fill up your sanjiao. It can generate ministerial fire. And ministerial fire is just the warmth which radiates from your blood or radiates from the heart. Basically, as soon as yang has left the heart, has left the imperial position, it becomes ministerial. It's nothing more, more complicated than that. You know, There's nothing more complicated or esoteric to ministerial fire than that. It's just fire which has left the heart. So as soon as your blood, and we see this actually in Jingwei chapter one, where it says, Basically, you know, the, the tuoli, the tissue relief, the sanjiao is infused with blood qi. What that means is the blood in all of the, the tissues, the, the blood vessels in all of the tissue walls, which make up the walls of the hollow space in sanjiao, just radiate warmth into the sanjiao. And when that is warm enough, it can radiate out, radiate out, and it can fill up basically the whole of your body, warm the whole of your body right out to the surface. And that's when you manifest tai yang, the big yang, the yang at the surface. That's what gives you strong wei qi. So coming back to guajitang, we say Guajitang, you know, harmonizes nutritive protective. What that means is within Guajitang, protective is the coming together of blood and yang to radiate out that warmth. Nutritive is the coming together of qi and yin. Qi is basically the vapor steamed off of fluids. It's basically gaseous water. So there's a little bit of fire infused within water 
creating a mist and that is chi and chi is just ministerial fire it's just a little fire produced from the big fire of the heart contained within earth nutritive so by regulating nutritive and protective you're regulating yin and yang chi and blood so guaja tang uses guaja to as a pungent flavor to tonify the wood element because remember pungent tonifies wood it tonifies wood to fan strong heart fire on top to produce a strong heartbeat to force warm blood down to the small intestine to then warm the tie-in bladder to circulate that blood beneath the surface and that's why ling shu you know 18 i think says protective is built at the lower now along with that you have datsao which in the tang yejing is in the mutual containment of the five element, elements is seen as the fire herb of the earth class it's a sweet herb so it tonifies earth but specifically to influence fire so it tonifies you know that that turbid of the clear that's lifted from the center to fill the blood vessels and that's what thickens the blood enabling it to hold on to that massive amount of yang that's tonified by guaja so then it can be circulated to the surface and then ganso as well guaja ganso gives you that sweet pungent unit to transform yang as Neijing chapter 74 says sweet and pungent gen transforms yang and guaja gansao is the basic unit to strengthen the heart on top that's the basic unit around which all of the shanghai learn is built so that's building the yang and blood aspects of the body and then you would see the shengjiang baishao which builds the nutritive aspects of the body so shengjiang baishao you know often people talk about the guaja baishao pair and guaja tanks being the important one it's not it's the um shengjiang baishao which is important for promoting sweating and then guaja gansao which is important for promoting yang because the herb that promotes a sweat in guaja tank is shengjiang it's not guaja guaja does not does not absolutely does not promote a sweat it treats sweating sweating is damage to yang because the purpose of sweating is to cool you down so excessive sweating damages yang and that's why guaja high guaja forms are used in the treatment of so many patterns which have been brought brought about by excessive sweating you see it repeatedly throughout the shanghai and actually the shilling ben Jing quite clearly states that ginger jang promotes sweating so it's shengjiang and the, again, this is maybe a bit of a difference where Master we were saying about the spleen lifting. From our perspective, we'd actually see it as the wood, wood's control of earth, which lifts the spleen. And Shengcheng is a pungent herb. In the Tang Jing, it's seen as the pungent earth herb of the wood class. So it tonifies wood to influence earth. So that basically promotes the dispersal of wood onto earth, dispersing fluids away from the center to promote a sweat. And then it's the Baishao that kind of seals that in the surface to then you know, locked to stop the excessive sweating. So that's what builds the surface nutritive. And this then comes back to that idea that there's always that debate about protective. Does it come from the lower or does it come from the lungs in the upper? Um, that's always a discussion that comes up and I'm sure we'd get to it at some point because it's always a debate. You know, there's one school which says protective comes from the lungs. Another school which says protective comes from the lower. Actually, that's the Tai Yin, Tai Yang um, discussion, you know, and you can, it's, it's not one or the other. It's that tying is the functional aspect of protective. It is the radiation of the warmth of the surface, which is actually the key thing of protective. But then tying is the function, is the material surface. You know, it's the skin, the tissues and so on, which make up the surface. And it's the fluid circulated below the surface, which actually keeps that warmth in and stops it from floating out. Um, so when it's said that protective circulates, you know, in the skin and in the gaps between the, the, the partings between the flesh, that skin and flesh is tying. And remember, Tai Yin tissue, lung tissue, is where the hundred vessels converge. Those vessels, those blood vessels, are the blood vessels which carry that Tai Yang blood and from which that warmth radiates. So, does protect, you know, is protective governed by the lungs or does it come from the lower and so on? Well, the warmth of the protective comes from the lower because it's built from the Tai Yang bladder. But the physical surface around which the protective moves and the fluids in the surface are then actually Tai Yin. So, Guaja Tank fulfills that perfectly. 
by um, building both the functional and material aspects of the blood and by building the nutritive and helping um, sort of open Tai-Yin through the Shenzhen, but sealing the surface so there's not too much sweat loss through the Bai Shan. In recent years, the Sa'am acupuncture style has generated significant interest and a loyal and growing following. In the Sa'am approach, a precise diagnosis leads to a four-needle treatment to address the five element and six chi imbalances in the body. The four needles target the controlling and generating cycles. It's common using this method for the needle sensation to be stronger than in many other styles. Thus, the choice of needle becomes important. The Unico brand of needles lends itself to both strong and gentle techniques. These superior needles are made of uncoated Japanese surgical stainless steel and feature the best guide tube on the market with its unique beveled edge. Additionally, Unico needles have a tensile property that helps with freehanding needles into Jing well points and allows you to more easily feel the arrival of qi. Blue Poppy is the exclusive importer and distributor of Unico needles. Use the code QI2024 to save 10% off Unico needles at www.bluepoppy.com. You'll be glad you did. I'm going to stick a pin in this yeah. for just a moment because, holy smokes, we just got a master class in Guajir Tongues. <laughs> You know, I've often thought about it as this like gentle harmonizing formula. And what I'm sitting with here right now is this is a powerful way of tonifying the yang through the heart, which then goes down through the small intestine to warm the kidney, the imperial fire of the kidney through the mingmun. Well, the small intestine is, is Ming Mun with, with small intestine is is like a pet project I've had for years. I we should probably come back for another conversation because I could go on about that, or I'd love to go on with uh, about that at another time. But I just I just want to take a moment here to to recognize the power of something. First formula of the Shanghan Lun. There's more pages devoted to Guizhitang than, than to anything else, and and here it is, this phenomenal formula that can help do with herbs what Master Wu was talking about with Qigong. And uh, Anne, I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on all this as well. Well, first, I, I want to be absolutely clear. When I say kidneys, I'm just making it convenient for the listener. The um, as And Laurie is quite right that the the attributing of functions um, to organ names like that began in the Song Dynasty, and, and in the classical tradition, he's quite right. The we don't speak of the organs in such a way, but in the uh, Jade Purity sect, as the the region, if you want to put it, to remove the word kidneys, and you're left with the mm. the life gate, life gate, at, you know, which is defined as being directly behind the navel, right? The area just behind the spine, directly behind the navel. That the idea is that that yang chi, which originates in the body prenatally as half gift from the parents and and half 
imbued by heaven at the moment of conception. And so as we live life, that yang chi is moved through, and I'm not going to say the word kidneys now because Laurie's quite right, but that yang chi is activated and it nourishes the heart yang and the heart yang in turn nourishes that yang at the at the kidney level, at the constitutional level. And it's this communication, this circular communication of heart and kidney communication that enables that movement of yang of of yang chi to become wei chi at do four at um, ming men and at do fourteen. And the function of the involvement of the heart is that any movement that is made with the musculature, which is involved, which is informed by Wei Qi, is in turn informed by the Qi of the heart, which contains the seeds of destiny. So, if you if you leaned over right now and you picked up your coffee cup, you hope you're not drinking coffee. Let's say you're drinking. I'm I'm drinking tea myself, but let's say so. You set your sight on the on the cup and you move your hand and you pick up that cup and you bring it toward you. That's a very complex set of movements that's organized by Wei Qi. And every intention that you have, which is heart-centered, all intention is heart-centered unless it's interfered with by the mind. Um, every movement movement that you make is guided by that. And the idea of the um, Shang Han Lung, from from my perspective, is that seventy percent of that book is based on on the treatment of the Taiyang condition, which, as I learned it, is the resistance to change. So you're being guided to move in a certain certain way, and the mind says. The human mind says, no, you can't do that. And that interferes with the sinews. And and it interfe- interferes with the Taiyang sinew because the mind is trying to defend against, against destiny. So we're being guided to do something. The mind interferes with it, and that causes tension in the musculature. So Wei Qi becomes congested as it tries to to override that control of the mind. And that's where the injuries set in. Injuries are viewed in in ancient medicine as being um, indicators of resistance to change when we can't identify that there was an actual injury. I'm interested in what Master Wu has to say about this. I think from... Uh... My observation in through my kind of like a teaching, I kind of, uh, work with a lot of Chinese medicine practitioners, students. One part, I think, just my personal observation opinion, a lot of people study classic, classical Chinese medicine. So one part I think is a big program part, no distinguish between organ and meridians, especially with Sanghanwin people, six confirmation is about the meridian systems. Just like what's the 
that energy same as a cosmology, the change, I do seasonal cosmology prediction why the change same as her body, the whole transformation, not equal to organ. So kidney not equal to kidney meridian, kidney meridian not equal to kidney organ. But a lot of those classical practitioners nowadays equal meridian equal to organ. Meridian equal to organ is a bigger problem. I see that. So that's why I emphasize it. Doesn't matter which classical formula, how you use it in the clinic, works or not. That's what I always emphasize. If it didn't work, it means you're wrong. I, through my own self, through my friends in China, in the States or people use it, if you use it right, should be, works very quick. See, for example, high fever, you go to, go to see regular doctor, take a pill, whatever, take several days, fever come down. If you use a formula right, I see a lot of kids overnight recovered. So high fever. If you use a formula, whatever, it doesn't matter how classical you are. You, the formula didn't work means you're wrong. That's what I see the standards because I came from the time I studied with my master, Chinese medicine doctor, my friends, a lot of my Chinese medicine friends practice and how I see the result. And the same, same part is, you know, the same, same, same like the symptom could be totally different. Just like Michael said, you know, ping pong sign for him didn't work program. So everyone, every individual is different. So need need like look at what's the reality. So the fire part, if you, what I see is not only Qigong perspective, Chinese medicine, classical Chinese medicine perspective, the basic principle use the two trigram, can lead, water fire, can water, Li fire. Kang Li Shanjiao, Sui Hu Chi Chi, Kang and Li need to cooperate together. The hard fire, where is the true hard fire? Where is hard fire from? In the kidney. So in the Kang water, that young line in the middle part, that's the rooted here, the root is here. So the, the water and the fire need to work together. So the Time in China, you know, I have been studying, uh, never been through school, but I have been studying with my masters, read a lot of classics in Chinese. I don't read the English book. People ask me English version, any recommendation? No, I never read classics in, in, <laughs> in English. I always back to the Chinese. The whole principle is about the how to work this fire together. And that's the important part, you know. If you are only superficial part, see the fire excess, try to reduce fire, could cause problem. If you super fire, see the fire deficiency, tonify deficiency, uh, tonify fire, could cause a big problem. So in clinical part, you need to really care for what kind of condition, how you work with it. That's very important. That's what I want uh, you know, give the audience. Uh, Friends, when you use it at the time, you know, need to be careful with the, what you use and look at the clinical the reality, how to apply the classic in the modern days. In reality, just like I teach Yijing, 
We try grams there is a principle, it's one principle. But ancient time people don't talk about electricity. How can I interpret? Still interpret. I need to find what's the common thing. How fit in the reality? So that's all about the same thing with medicine. You need like how to use it in the in the reality in the modern modern day's life and every, every case is different, every people is different, like just Michael said, you know. Tell me the clinical, uh, the, the scientific research background. Well, it's different. We, 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 yes, we are background research is reality clinical proof. We are not by, this is how many cases, how many cases. Each individual person is different. Just coronavirus, it's the same thing. My daughter brought the virus home from school. She overnight recovered without any medicine, fast. My wife got from her, oh, three days, painful, couldn't move. I was purposely trying to get a virus. Okay, I need to transform those virus. My wife was sick, I feed her, her bowl was all, need to protect life, washing, kill the virus. No, I use her bowl, she's just still sick, I use her bowl, eat it. No, 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 you know, wash it. I want to get a virus. I use it to eat, use it to live in the same room. What? I didn't get sick next day. Well, you cannot go, maybe you didn't show up, test, test after a few days. I didn't get it. So everyone is different. You cannot just say this, 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 this. Every individual is different. So it doesn't mean virus is not there. I didn't get it. Doesn't mean virus is not there. Virus is there. Just I was lucky. I tried to get it. Try hard to get it. Didn't get it. So that everyone different. Well, maybe you did have it. Perhaps you did have it, but your system just I always make it transform. Well, I, what we we do my shots, you punch me, I how to take your energy became mine. So virus is the same thing, how to protect yourself. Transform became your immune system. That's the your became your protect witchy. So that's the same thing is a transforming. It's a part everyone different, you know. So I did a test to try again after all the crazy same tests. No, I didn't carry any virus. Okay, I don't bring the virus go to other people. I went outside. I was testing first to make sure I don't carry no symptom. Carry could cause a problem to others. We also follow the Swedish rule: response to others. Make sure you don't carry <laughs> walk around. <laughs> so, again, I, I am struck. This is something I've loved about. East Asian medicine since I began to study it. And in this conversation today and so many conversations I've had, this theme keeps coming through that we are all individual, we are all different. Whatever we're doing with our patients is unique to them. And, and, and yet, I have a Western mind. Many of us have Western minds. And it's very hard to get away from that idea of, well, the medicine should work for everybody in a similar way. Our medicine is the exact opposite of that, in that we're looking at very unique situations, very unique people, environments, strengths, weaknesses. And, and to make it even more interesting, if you've been following along with this conversation today and, and listening to what all of our panelists have had to say, we've got these different ways of thinking about and working with fundamental principles that all can be very, very useful. Well, you know, when you're talking about Wei Qi and individualized uh, diagnoses in acupuncture, 
the sinew channels, the conduits of Wei Qi, are they they must be diagnosed in a very individual way. For example, um, if a person has difficulty extending, so if they have difficulty rising to a sitting position or stretching their arms out or or stretching their head back, uh, we say that the the wind cold is trapped in the tai yang sinews. If the person has difficulty on rotation, and I mean when the the most difficult movement is difficulty rotating the neck or rotating the arms or rotating the hips, we say it's in the Shaoyin sinews, gallbladder or triple heater sinews. Shaoyang, I beg your pardon, Shaoyang sinews, gallbladder or triple heater sinews. If they have difficulty um, bending over or holding weight or suddenly coming to a stop, uh, bearing weight, we say that the the wing cold is trapped in the the yang ming sinews, so the stomach and large intestine sinews. If they have difficulty drawing their hands and feet toward their torso, if that's the most difficult movement, we say that the wind cold is trapped in the tai yin sinews, spleen or lung sinews. If they have difficulty um, rotating a bent limb, so like pouring tea or putting a foot on the other on the opposite thigh, you know, then we say that the wind cold is trapped in the um, Shao Yin sinews, so the heart and kidney sinews. And if the person is utterly paralyzed or they have pain all over the body, we say it is trapped in the Jue Yin sinews, the liver sinew and the pericardium sinew. And if that movement assessment, you're talking about individualized um, diagnoses, if that assessment is not done and we only treat where the pain is evident, then the the situation is not resolved. So Wei Qi can be trapped anywhere in an individual and manifest, the injury may manifest in a different location. So what you're saying is absolutely right in acupuncture too. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just, just one thing I, I kind of wanted to reply to on so when you were saying last week that six confirmations are just a channel system, first important thing to understand, it's not the Shanghai Lin, it's the Shanghai Zabing Lin. So it's not just a treatise on cold damage, it's a treatise on cold damage and complex disease or miscellaneous disease, and that was divided up. So you, there was never that separation originally. And yes, the six confirmations are a channel-based system because they're to do with the interaction with the external environment, but underlying the function of a confirmation is the organ because the channel is just the external manifestation of that organ. Yeah, I know that part. I know that they have the Qing and Yu Fu Zheng have the Qing syndrome, has Fu syndrome, has the Meridian syndrome, and uh, uh, organ syndrome. But nowadays, I don't see very common people distinguish it. And the, a lot of time, I see, I just see people. Equal when even just yeah, regular yeah, yeah. school system learn the Chinese uh, twelve millennium system because I have the twelve animal books there. Often I got email, you know, like, uh, why is a tiger? Talk about a tiger is long. Why is tiger long? I'm I'm study from school. So tiger is animal is a uh, not long. That was a gallbladder. 
So that's then com- then confuse. Then yeah. it's a, all the it's a reason is a no distinguish between what I'm talking about. The same tiger could be could be lion, could be gallbladder, could be gallbladder. You know the lung meridians depends on what I'm talking. I'm talking about organ, the spirit of the lung, or I'm talking about the twelve animal signs that part related with that 12 animal signs of time also have the organ and the meridian relationship part. So that's all the difference this time. I'm talking about 12 animals, that type of talking about the five organ systems, the five elements of spirit animal. So that's not just no distinguish, that's what I mean. That very common part nowadays, the mm. school education, like just simplize, make the more science. Uh, poetic, so beautiful with Chinese medicine. Yes, Chinese medicine is beautiful, but not that simple. Much more than that, just we use all the 12 meridian oh, systems, so beautiful time, equal to organ. That's what the, what I see very common. Yeah, so I would agree with that. Problem. I mean, you apply that when often people in the sun having the same organ and the meridian, they no distinguish. See? The classic itself is very clear, distinguished. Jing Zheng, Fu Zheng, the syndrome, what's the program? This program is the organ program or meridian program. So they are very clear, distinguished. So missed that part, then everyone took out, I'm the classic, you know. So yeah. that's where I would I, agree. I yeah, I would agree that definitely nowadays, and this is kind of what I said at the start, the problem is originally herbal theory, acupuncture, the root is the same. But when it branches out into understanding specifics of treatment, it does actually differ quite profoundly. And that's will be lumped together now. And this is where you do see a problem nowadays where people lump organ function and channel function together. And, um, you know, you really see this in acupuncture nowadays where they think the gallbladder channel is the same thing as the gallbladder organ and so on, which I'd agree there. Like the diagnosing channel problems is a very, very different thing to diagnosing organ problems, which comes back to what you say, and with a very specific thing about sinew meridians that's very specific i'd assume to the the actual sinew meridians and that again is a very unique thing to acupuncture which then wouldn't be done necessarily in a herbal protocol or so on but when it comes to the actual understanding of the six confirmation system the function of a confirmation is underlined by the organ of it because it is the external expression of the organs how the organ interacts with the outside world so for example the tai yang confirmation is the external expression and its function is underlied by the functions of the small intestine bladder organ. But that is not to say that you are, that it's a tying bladder organ problem necessarily when you're treating the tying confirmation. Because if you're talking about actual specific internal organ problems, then yes, you get into the Jingwei, which was the Zabing portion of the Shankan Zabing one, which like I say, you know, was never originally divided. It was all one text. And that's where you do actually shift to a five element model rather than a six confirmation model because six confirmation model is much more simplex, much more acute and much more equipped to deal with external strikes and acute diseases. Whereas for internally engendered diseases, that's when you shift to a five element model because five element theory is classical Zhang Fu theory. So yeah, in that sense, I would agree with you that they are a, a channel pathology is a different thing to an organ pathology. So I think maybe we've just kind of misinterpreted what each other was saying here, but yeah, I mean, I, the the confirmations are not something separate to organs they they encompass the organs in that the organ underlies the function of the actual confirmation yeah, agree. no organ no 
no, no organ normal radium says sometimes I use the example. So organ just like a big city. So Meridian just like the avenue. You know Oregon, no Oregon Avenue. Yeah, so yeah. they <laughs> must have that organ there, you have that. Yeah. That and this is the same thing, yeah. And that's how is the millennium. Of course, you know, that's how it affects the whole like modern days. I use a transport system, internet system. You can affect the whole city, now affect the whole group. That's mm. the whole, whole system. That's the whole connection. That's very important. One part yeah. of the the coronavirus time, the one part of the whole transport program costs the whole bigger program. The same thing with your organ part. That's a, it's a connection, different organ, different molecular system, different different connection. Where has a program, of course, will affect whole organ. The main part, yes, you're right, is a fundamental still is a hard yeah. part of the organ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'd actually say, like, this brings us around. Oh, sorry. I was just going to bring it back to Weiji. I really appreciate this conversation because we're getting into some very interesting specifics and and one of the things that i've noticed with myself is that we'll often use organs we'll talk about organs as a kind of shorthand and maybe we're meaning organs and maybe we're meaning channels and maybe we're meaning something about function but we use it as a kind of shorthand we fall into this five phase thinking we talk about the lung or we talk about the heart and we think we know what we're talking about. And we think the people that we're talking to in our profession know what we're talking about, because we, we have a similar language that we all share. And, and we think because there's 2000 plus years of history that we're connected to this and we get it. And yet there's all this incredible nuance that can go on as well. It's so easy, speaking for myself, to think that I understand something I'm really only getting a piece of it and, I, and I'm not necessarily understanding some of the deeper nuances. And so I'm, I'm deeply grateful to all of you today for this conversation, because it, it really has me questioning some of what I thought. And, and beyond that, I've got some new ways of thinking about Wei Chi. We're, we're getting to a point where we need to start winding this down. Although be great to go for another six hours or so but you know with time and everything that's a little bit difficult I, I just can i can i just interject one little thing talking about organ and organ function and channel function and if you wind back the clock pre into in, uh, into the shang dynasty so we're talking about between ten thousand years ago and like eight thousand years ago in that period of time there were no channels acknowledged. The channels didn't have any points, but not only did they not have any points, they were they were ethereal emanations from the organs. And treatment, shamanic treatment, was about casting intention over those emanations from the organs and relieving of them, relieving them of their blockages. So you know, one of the functions of my organization is to try to unravel the overthinking and bring acupuncture back. And what we're working toward ultimately is to bring acupuncture back to pre-channel and to conduct healing in that state where the intellect doesn't, doesn't engage in the, the tangled thinking 
that creates a um, like a a blockage between the intention of the practitioner and the activation of the the treatment. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's what I call this is a back to the internet world, the time spiritual world. Now we are internet world, the spiritual world, the physical matter, but we are the medicine is the reverse way. Ancient times in the spiritual internet world, later developed to a, a acupuncture meridian systems that what I see that's the industrial revolution time build the highway uh, part and uh, more down the back to the uh, now the most practice back to physical level back to all the prehistoric times of move human evolution is goes this way but acupuncture medicine seems to go the other way around that's sometimes I, I talk <laughs> yeah I think it's a good idea yeah. back to that prehistoric time yeah. back to the spiritual level of practice yes we have to get back there um, because that the overthinking um, it just creates a lot of noise in the room. Laurie, any closing thoughts on your part? Yeah, no, it's just been very, very interesting just to see how, again, I think it's a very good selection to look at, you know, acupuncturist, Qigong practitioner and herbalist um, because, and people who do, do them as in, in their sort of purest form, like almost like a pure acupuncture who practice acupuncture as acupuncture is in working on the channel system rather than the modern kind of TCM-based acupuncture where, you know, you think sticking a needle in gallbladder 34s, treating the gallbladder organ or something, you know, rather than doing that kind of thing, it's somebody who actually practice acupuncture, understanding how you're working with the, the physical structure body and also the same with the Qigong practitioner because we're all coming at it from very, very different angles. So I think that's, it's been very, very interesting also looking at how we all, also how we approach different ways in which we approach theory and understanding of theory and so on. And, and um, it's, yeah, just, just working with those, those three different strands of Chinese medicine has been a very, very interesting kind of collection of ideas about uh, how we address this topic. Great. Thank you. And, or uh, Master Wu, any, any final thoughts on your part before we say goodbye for today? I want to leave the last word to Master Wu, but so I'll interject now again. And um, there are a couple of things that that weren't covered, and one is um, the the nourishment of Wei Qi. So in in our tradition, we understand Wei Qi to be derived from stomach fluids, or if I remove the word stomach, fluids in the middle jiao, and um, that those fluids are divided into pure and impure and turban and 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 um, thick fluids and you know various classes of fluids and so when people have problems with wei qi meaning they have stiffness or they have um, they have some kind of contraction or some kind of illness that's not being resolved it's very important that that the person become properly hydrated with food based fluids in other words wet foods soups and stews and congee very very important and I, I think that discussion wouldn't be complete without without a mention of that food based fluids that yes no i i get it so often we hear people talk about i'm using air quotes here hydration 
here in the West. And that means drinking some inordinate amount of water. I, I get it. I've, I've got problems with too much water as well, especially for people who already can't process the dang water. So food-based fluids. Wow. That, if there's anything that we might be able to do to help many, many people in our world that don't understand our medicine, it might be to help them understand more food-based fluids. What a great and an easy and delicious way to help people with their weight chi. Yeah. And my my husband's books are about that subject. Master Wu, any closing thoughts on your side? Thank you all. And nice to meet you all. And uh, back to my beginning part. So Zheng Qi is all about the which is all about Zheng Qi. Zheng, what I often interpret as a crack. Upright also means cracked, not wrong. Qigong is Zheng. Once you apply the posture, your qi is zheng. Your zheng qi, then you are great, protect. And that is correct, not just a posture. That posture is about mind. Go back to the spirit, your attitude, correct method, correct attitude, correct way to deal with it. And I hope, you know, there's so many different methods we could use. There's no one way. So we Everyone could find their own correct method. Keep yourself healthy, strong witchy. That's good for practitioner. We have the strong witchy. Protect yourself. Help patients. Patients get strong witchy. You are getting recover quick. So we all need to find correct method. That's important. Correct attitude. <laughs> okay. Thank you all. Everybody, again, thank you so much. All of you that have been listening, thank you for your time and attention. Hope that you have found this amazingly diverse and wide-ranging conversation on Wei Qi to be helpful to you in your understanding and in your practice and in your work with patients. Everybody, thanks so much for your time today. It's been really uh, an honor to sit with all of you and absolutely delicious in a uh, food-based fluids blood heart way to uh be able to share this this understanding that we have with each other so thank you all so very very much there is so much in this discussion today for me the essential role of the yang chi and the fluids coarse fluids at that along with the distinctions between function and form and the wider perspectives on the use of guizhitang not just to harmonize the ing and the way, but to generate yang in fluid. It's all given me a lot to think about. And with the discussion of the zheng qi, it once again reminds me that our medicine is not used like conventional medicine to focus on one aspect of our physiology, but rather to strengthen and harmonize the entire body-mind. I'm so appreciative to the guests on today's panel, and I hope that you have found this discussion to bring some new light to your thoughts about Wei Qi. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today.
Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community. Mm-hmm.